Hey, what's up? It's Alfonso on Ask the Fonz. So today we're going to continue with part two of the Richard and Colleen Halsey interview. Thank you so much for everyone watching part one. It was just so awesome to, to hear their experiences working on those iconic films, Rocky, Edward Scissorhands, Sister Act. I was just so happy that they were able to share their experiences working behind the scenes on those films. And I really hope you got a sense of what it's like, you know, to work in one of these films as a Hollywood editor. So without further ado, let's get right into part two. And part two really is all about the advice for up and coming assistant editors, post PAs. So this actually is honestly going to be one of my favorite parts because it really follows what my mission statement is here at Ask the Fonz. It's to help you, you know, to, to help aspiring film editors who are just getting into this industry or who have just graduated from college and who really want to break in. So really, you know, listen to this, take notes and pay attention to what Richard and Colleen have to say because this will really help you and this will really give you a boost and give you a leg up from, you know, all the other assistants breaking in. So without further ado, let's get right into the interview. So most of the viewers on my channel have just graduated college and are starting to kind of get their foot into the editing post-production world. Um, so I actually would be a good time to talk about what are some of the qualities of, I guess, a good assistant editor, a good post-production assistant um, that you guys look for when you're editing a high stress, you know, environment with, you know, a lot of responsibilities. Um, what, what are some of the things that you look for in, in an assistant? A lot of the qualities you have. <laughs> oh, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> okay, I'll leave. Great assistant. So, so I'll just, yeah. No, yeah, I'm just curious from, to hear from your perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, well, you're going to be spending a lot of time with these people. So you want someone that you like, you know, that you, their personality suits you. And you want someone that's extremely organized because it's almost like a library. You know, mm -hmm. if you misplace something, it's gone. Right. Um, but just a nice personality and you know good work ethic let me give you my three rules of editing and this these th this applies to life in general organization rule number one number rule one. number two trust your instincts rule number three always tell the truth rule number three is the hardest <laughs> it, is it is tricky yeah that's those are great rules i love that actually yeah yeah because because on my channel i always kind of um i always tell my viewers that uh because a lot of them are sort of uh struggling with the thought of learning a lot of the technical stuff and the programs and all the new resources that are out there and i always tell them uh you know most editors or producers will go after people who have good personalities and can teach them when they hire them. So I always kind of just preach and it's kind of nice to hear you say that like a person who has a good personality will sort of be favored over someone who doesn't really have a good personality, but like knows more about, you know, the technical stuff. I always feel like you can learn it. Right. Yeah. Oh, so I think it's a lot to learn and there's so much out there that I feel like there's too much that you can. Knowledge, knowledge is power. Uh, I think what I've spoken many times at universities, uh, New York Film Academy, and 
I'm amazed sometimes that some of the students, their knowledge of films and filmmaking, the history of filmmaking, they're lacking. Mm. Yeah, he's talking about film history. Yeah, you, film you know history. how it is. So you're you're sitting around, you're having lunch together. You go, oh, you start bringing up films that you've liked or things, films that affected you, and that's an important thing too, is to have know your know your film. know your movies. So that's yeah. actually a good uh, bridge point. Actually, one of my questions was what what should what should the students coming out of film school or students who are going into film school uh, should watch? What kind of movies do you suggest? Uh, that are out now or that are back that were in the past that should be watched for editing and should be studied? Well, the, the, you can start with the F, AFI 100. AFI, AFI 100, yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. And also whatever your inclinations are, you know. What do you like to watch? What do, yeah, what do you like to watch? See all the best of that genre. Right, you know, right. As a kid, I was raised by a woman who spoke five languages. So we, she would always take me to the movie theater and we would see foreign films. I mean, I remember being so impressed with Beauty and the Beast. I can't think of the director's name right Kato. now. Kato? Huh? No. Anyway, Beauty and the Beast. I, I have so many pictures I remember. Film history is really important. Really important. Really important. And then... And, uh, even film, Paul Schrader, let me give you an example, who, you know, wrote American Gigolo, he's written mm -hmm. he Taxi Driver. He, he directed he did, he uh, did, American Gigolo too. Yeah, he, he did not go to film school. Schrader studied film criticism. Wow, interesting. Much, much like the Frenchman, Francois Truffaut. Yeah. Critic. So I remember when... Um, I was getting ready to do Joe versus the Volcano with John Patrick Shanley. I gave him a book uh, of famous directors, 10 of them, European directors, you know, American directors, Frank Capra. I gave him that book and then I gave him a book on photography, which was an amazing book. And um, I was right, Jean Cateau. Yeah. And so I think whenever I got ready to do a film, I would do research on the director, do research on the material. Mm -hmm. That is important. You know, very, very when important. You're, uh, you know, doing an interview for a job, you should know who you're. You know, who you're, yeah, who you're who with, who the, what did the director do, what films did the editor do? Right, right. It's surprising to me so how many people have come in, they didn't know anything about us, and they interviewed. Yeah, that's, that's a little awkward. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just... There's only, a, there's only an Academy Award behind them, so... <laughs> <laughs> he changed the book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, awesome. Well, I, I also know that from working for the both of you that you let your assistant editors cut as well and are very involved in the creative process. Um, sort of what's the reasoning behind this and how is this sort of uh, a win-win for everyone since you're so generous allowing your assistants to cut? Well, what, what we've been doing, as you know, Alfonso, the last 10, 15, 12 years, 
we have, we've been doing small pictures. We don't want to do the big movies anymore. And we kind of want to run this almost like a editing school. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've both done amazing work. We've all, you know, I don't need another credit. Right, right. You understand? But I do want to teach. And you've got to let, how else is someone going to really learn unless they have to really do the hands-on editing. Yes. I mean, you can you can read a book or you can stand behind the editor, but you really have to develop the the thought process. Right. Right. And that in making decisions. I mean, it's important. I mean, you have to really be a a, a decision maker. Yeah. You've got to just go for it and trust yourself. And you don't know that until you actually do it. Yeah. No, actually, I think the, the way we operate now, we have three complete editing systems. Training assistance is, it, it can be, it's very rewarding. I, 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 look, look how well you've done. I mean, yeah. I'm so proud of you, Alfonso. And, uh, it's, yeah, it, it, it's something we enjoy doing and yeah. also the kind of films we do we can't afford to hire top line assistants so we hire people at a very reasonable rate yeah. and train it all them depends. and they learn they you learn. know i don't know if you worked on any of the films that yeah we we've had what we want is for them to get their hours so that they join the union it's important to get into the union. Yep. And then uh, with more, I forget what films you worked with us on. Did any of them flip to go to you? No, no. But, but I got my days through you guys, though. Right. What pictures but, did we do? Boonville. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Married Young. Oh, my God. Okay. And then, oh, that Russian film. Bait, not uh, the I forget what it was called. It was like the three girls on this like. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a silly oh, film. Oh God! Uh, um, and then also the spaceman. Oh, spaceman that was, was great. A, that was a good one. Yeah, spaceman was great. That was great. Well, that was really yeah. But uh, Morgan got lucky. Our daughter got lucky because she was working on a film that went union. Oh, was that after me or was that during? That was during, I think. Oh wait, I don't remember. Which which one was it? Maybe it was after me. Maybe it was earlier, but maybe before I was there. I think it was when with when you guys were with Emma. I thought it was on Married Young, but you said you worked on Married Young. Well, once I don't know which one. Yeah, I think it might have been Morgan assist me on Married Young. Can't remember. We've done so many yeah, films. You've done so much. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, and I, I really like that because uh, a lot of the things that like I've learned from you guys, I still apply today because, you know, there isn't that much, there isn't really that, I feel like it's fading a little bit with the editor to assistant sort of mentoring part of, of when you're working because all of these projects now require a lot of visual effects work, sound work, and it's not really hands-on creatively editing. Um, so I really appreciated that when I was working with you guys because now it's sort of 
deadlines are tighter and there isn't really that much time to cut. Yeah, you can't sit in there and watch. Exactly. You're doing a lot of, you know, putting music in, sound effects. Yeah. So thank you so much for watching part two of this Richard and Colleen Halsey interview. I really hope you got a lot out of this. I actually do want to take a second and kind of talk about the things they shared, especially with, you know, the question of asking, you know, what do they look for in an assistant editor? I really like both of their answers and I'm going to expand on, you know, both of what they said collectively. So, you know, what Colleen said is, you know, personality. You know, I think personality really is the secret ingredient, uh, you know, winning interviews or being a consistent person that your producer hires. During the job, you know, your personality will go a long way, especially as assistant or an editor, your, your personality will represent you know, your whole editing team, especially once you start working with other vendors, producers, directors. So, you know, personality is a huge thing. I think that's why it's so ranked high and, and, you know, on the scale because, you know, people want to work with people they like. And, you know, it really does matter in this industry because, you know, when things go wrong, how do you deal with it? You know, um, when you don't know how to solve something, uh, you know, how do you react? So small things like that, they count, you know, they matter. And, you know, Colleen even, you know, that was the first thing that she said, you know, personality is someone that you want to be around because, you know, you're working such long hours. Um, and even just think about it, like during lunchtime, you know, you want to be with someone that you, you know, have good conversations with and who, you know, respects you and also, you know, wants to learn from you. So, you know, all these little things, you know, people are really looking for. That's sort of, you know, the person that everyone wants to work with is the, the person who's really enthusiastic about this industry and this passion, you know, to just become, you know, the best that they can be. And especially in film editing, you know, there's everyone wants to break into this industry. So it's very competitive and, you know, you, you want to show that you have a drive and passion for this. And then we did talk about, you know, technical things like you'll obviously learn things as it goes on. You don't need to know everything, but obviously just try to be on top of that, you know, when you can definitely practice, you know, different programs, you know, know some sort of VFX, you know, no, no basic VFX, basic to intermediate VFX, and obviously uh, practice your sound work, sound design. So become almost like a complete package, you know, find ways to better yourself in this, in this aspect, but, you know, also don't at the same time, also don't freak out if you don't know everything, you know, you should also have a life outside of editing. Go out, go out, have a life, do, you know, have hobbies and do anything that gives you a complete life. So that's also important. I love actually Richard's three rules of editing. Um, be organized, trust your instincts and always tell the truth. And then he has said the third one is always the hardest to, to pull off. And it's true. I mean, I think when I was working with them, you know, the third rule, you know, always tell the truth is really tough and and especially when you're editing and editing terms you know what does that mean exactly you know what does telling the truth mean you know to me it means telling the story you know the truth of the story especially when you're editing you know you can manipulate things you know you can manipulate things to not necessarily be truthful to the story and and we have to make sure that we are responsible in telling the truth of the story and and that's the power of editing you know how many you know i feel like everyone has seen those trailers where they like change the genre you know like uh, dumb and dumber becomes like a horror film you know those kinds of trailers where they flip it or vice versa you know they they take like a really scary like friday the 13th uh horror movie and make it into a comedy and like that's editing, you know, we can manipulate that, you know, we can change how an audience feels about our films. That's something Richard always preaches, you know, especially when I was there with them, I, I you know, all the, the big decisions that we made, 
and you know Richard allows their assistants and Colleen allows their assistants to to edit and we're literally on the keyboard and mouse and we're editing as they're literally just sitting next to us talking through their thought process and and kind of just explaining like what is going on and not necessarily like wide shot medium shot close-up it's more like you know what's the meaning of this story like what's the point of the scene you know wh what is this character trying to do in this scene so that's being that's the that's the part where I really want you know to emphasize on is being truthful to that and being truthful to the character the story the script and what the director really wants because that that ultimately is what our responsibility as an editor is is to tell the story in the most truthful way and to you know impact audiences so yeah i think that that rule it really you know and he said it's the hardest because it is you know it's so hard to to do that you know to do that effectively you know when i was there i was able to watch their thought process in kind of managing this especially when the director was over and watching you know the cuts that they were doing you know the conversations it just it's so fascinating to to see sort of behind the scenes of the actual edit you know so it's just it's really you know it's really something i think that we should all think about you have to really understand what the director or the writer is going for because that's how you really get the purest and honest truth of what the story is so so yeah i really appreciated you know learning that from the halsey's and i think i feel like this is a good lesson for everyone to sort of take in and think about and reflect on and whenever you're editing something and you you have a big decision like cutting out a scene or you know, needing more context, really think about it. Like, is this going to help the story? Is this really going to be beneficial to however this character is sort of set up? Like, it's gotta, it's gotta follow the purpose of the story, the purpose of the character, the purpose of the arc, you know? So all these deeper layer meanings to what we do in the edit should matter and it should be talked about every every cut every decision needs to have a purpose so just think about that you know just kind of think about that and reflect on it i think that's that that rule is very you know it, it can you know you can sort of interpret it in so many ways but for me i think that is what richard means is you know you have such a huge responsibility as an editor because you have so many options and so many ways to cut a different scene but you have to really tell the truth in the story. So yeah, and then, you know, it, rule two kind of goes hand in hand with rule three. I think rule two, you know, trust your instincts. This is a huge thing that I think a lot of us struggle with, uh, especially me, you know, even till now, like I still kind of second guess my, my cutting, my editing, but there is always that feeling of like, whenever I watch something and I feel good about the cut, like that feeling of just like trusting your instincts is such a freeing and, satisfying feeling because to you it, it just feels right you know when you get that feeling of it just feel, feeling right there's just nothing like it you know because you feel like it, it's your cut it's the way you edit it's the way you feel like the story should be told trust your gut trust your heart trust your instincts that will always sort of lead you to the right answer and I think that rule it's it's still you know till this day I still kind of struggle with it because you know I always kind of it's funny like I always put myself in the shoes of the director whenever I'm editing, like maybe he or she will like it this way. Sort of that mentality of like always trying to appease the director because, you know, you're obviously trying to get the director's vision, but at the same time, like who's really, you know, who, or you're not really editing it. It's sort of someone else's opinion on you editing the film. So it's never really 
you who's editing the film. You know, you sort of need to trust yourself and feel like it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter yet what the director's opinion will do to your thought process. That's where I always get caught up in. Edit for yourself, you know, edit for, you know, the instincts that you have. But yeah, so that's, I think, what, it, what that means is really trust your instincts and really, really be confident in editing because you feel like it's the right way to tell a story. And then the last trait that they both shared was to be organized. Like Colleen said, like the editing room is just almost just like a library, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a library full of shots, full of notes, full of requests from, you know, every single department. So you need an assistant who's going to be organized and you need someone who can literally just bring up something really quickly in a matter of five minutes or less and kind of, you know, be able to work that way. There would always be times when I'm just working, right? It's just like typical Monday, 9.30 in the morning. And then all of a sudden, producer or editor walks into my room and runs to say, hey, can you pull up scene 45 from episode 502? And we just need to watch it really quickly because, you know, the director has a question on it. So in that instant, you know, you kind of have to in your head know where the directory is on your computer or wherever it is. So it's almost just like you, you build up the skill of being able to locate things immediately. I mean, this again comes with a lot of practice and a lot of experience, but those are the kinds of things you're going to deal with is, is kind of requests on, on the fly, you know, just really quick, like, Hey, can you pull up that VFX shot from, you know, episode 502 and scene one, we're going to need to send that out to a visual effects vendor. Those are the things that you're going to have to deal with. And again, like I just, I have a method of having things down written on post-it notes. Um, I, my earlier videos, I wrote down literally like my whole desk is full of post-it notes because, you know, when people come in, they have something, they literally just say it immediately. And I, I can't like, you know, I can't pull up a notepad on my computer that quick. I, I just literally take out the, the Sharpie and my post-it note and just write it down as much as I could listen. You know, sometimes I just write VFX shot from 502 and then like remember the last couple of things that they've said so that I don't lose you know, more information on it and then just kind of write it down. You know, that's, those are the kinds of things that you're going to have to deal with and being organized is going to help, you know, and, and I will, you know, warn you, don't be too organized. You know, I have that problem of being too organized where I can't find things after it being put into even more compartments. Just have a way to get to something really quickly in a matter of, you know, minutes or seconds. So, um, yeah, so that, that's a really huge thing, being able to be organized. You're, you're eventually going to become a first assistant where you're basically going to be in charge of the, the editing ship. So you're going to basically create the whole, you know, the whole show. You're, you're going to create the organizational folders for each show and you'll be in charge of where everything lives. And your editor is just going to be like, OK, so this is just my folder and this is where I'm going to be you know, working. So you're, you're going to be in charge of everything else. So working up to that is, is very important. So make sure again, you practice this and, and try to always find ways to be more organized. So thank you so much for watching part two of this Halsey interview. I really appreciate you guys watching this. I hope you got a lot out of it and hopefully you learned from all the advice that you know, Colleen and Richard shared and, you know, learn something from the takeaways I shared at the end as well. I do want to mention that I do one-on-one -on -one mentorship calls. So if you want to pursue this seriously, definitely reach out to me because I really love helping, you know, passionate film editors, you know, break into this industry, especially recent college graduates or people who just want to get a foot in the door. So definitely reach out to me and you can sign up for a mentorship call under the schedule appointment tab in my website at www.askthefons.com. 
I'm also on all the social media. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Snapchat, everything. My handle is at AskTheFonz. Also, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll be releasing part three of this very soon, so hit the bell sign to get notified on when I do. Let me know what you guys think in the comments about this interview, you know, questions or comments that you have. Also, give this video a thumbs up and hit the like button down below. I'm here for you and I'm here to answer every editing question you guys have. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you found something useful here. Until next time.